Just kidding. Marcus, you like movies? Yes, I do. Do you have any idea what I was talking about? Yes. Okay, cool. Do you like ASMR? No. Yeah, I like ASMR. You know what? You know what would be cool? What? If like we created like a, a tree house. Mm-hmm. Tree houses were tight. Do you have tree houses in, in Massachusetts? No, I had a club like I actually had a clubhouse that course. was on the ground, but it wasn't a tree house. No, no, but if you have a clubhouse it's like a tree house. Yeah. You know who we would have to invite number one if we had a clubhouse? Who's that? Probably M2 McGant. That works. Yeah. That makes sense. So we should, let's build a clubhouse right now. Okay. Um, and then we'll like fast forward and have M2 May in the clubhouse. All right, we're going to take a break real quick. Hold okay. on. Hey, uh, M2 May. Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Can you believe that we just built a tree house and we're roasting marshmallows and yeah. Eat, eat, Eating I'm, paninis? I'm like really shocked that like they didn't like stop you, the cops, from building a treehouse in the middle of New York City. Yeah, the cops never get in the way of anything. No, they don't. They don't. They are definitely not the assassins of the ruling class. Yeah, they, they, they definitely like young people expressing just, themselves freely. They're just putting their lives on the line every day, just doing their jobs. Uh-huh. Um, so, uh, yeah, this is Zebras in America, episode 81. Yeah. Son. Um... You know, we're we're getting towards the end of the year, and we thought it would be fun if for you to come to our treehouse and eat paninis and like you know paninis. talk talk about movies and ASMR. Just kidding. Uh, but before we get to the delight of talking to you, we have some emails. Yes. I mean, I was like, oh, you just read them, but like, you know, that's not the style. Mm-mm. This is from Dustin Nading, who bought our T-shirt. Uh, the email is titled Hey Guys <clears throat> Hey Guys On episode 80 Marcus mentioned that he will be picking up a physical copy of To Sleep With Anger when Criterion puts it out and has also mentioned owning a large amount of Criterion's spines at one point That le- This leads me to wonder about both of your thoughts on the state of physical media And also you and I went to see To Sleep With Anger at the Brooklyn Academy of Music Yeah, a couple years ago, right? Rose Cinema Yeah together because I had not seen it before mm-hmm. is is physical media dead irrelevant I myself am a criterion collector as well and there is a certain joy in seeing my collection lined up on a shelf many feel streaming has made this hobby useless but I prefer the reliability and quality of physical discs especially with the recent demise of filmstruck RIP I can say that that it's not irrelevant like everything is irrelevant so it doesn't matter as long if you enjoy having a DVD collection, then it's not irrelevant. If you get joy, I know people still have VHS cassettes. Are are DVDs superior to VHS sometimes? Does that mean that it's irrelevant to have them? I mean, I'm putting out my first album on cassette, which everyone thought was a dead media up until a few years ago, but it's turned out to be a really great form of media. Yeah, I was going to use that as an example. Like, there's this whole cassette resurgence. People always have vinyl collections. And just like me, I, I mean, all my DVDs are packed away at the moment. But it's like, if you're a collector of things, you like that. You like doing that. And if you like them on display, too. I think, yeah. I do know, one thing, the older I get, I do like to, when I move to Queens, yeah. I got rid of all the dump, like, I don't need Anchorman. I don't need Sideways. Like all the stuff that I had in my teens and early twenties. So I just yeah, I like compare down to like yeah, the important stuff. 
So yeah. I, I don't think it's dead. I mean, at the same, you know, I the internet can always go out sometime, and you and, need a movie to watch. And so. also, I think it is. I think there is a connection. There, there is a distinction between the collector and the regular person. So the, to the non-collector, all of this stuff is irrelevant because it's just wanting something yeah. quick. Yeah. What was really nice about DVDs, or when Criterion started, which as as a laserdisc company, was that they were having the bonus stuff. Yeah. Now, if you like the bonus stuff then DVDs are great. I, I haven't really seen a lot of electronic versions really figure out how to do the bonus stuff. Exactly. If you rent a movie on, on Amazon, you don't you can't watch the making of featurettes or behind the scenes or deleted scenes. I actually don't like deleted <coughs> scenes because I think it's I think it takes away from the story that, that we were just decided to show. But it's really nice when I'm like at your house and I'm like, oh what's this rare ass movie? And you can lend me a DVD. Exactly. And I can just watch. So it's reliable. Yeah. And yeah. There's I, your I thoughts think, on I think that's why someone who were upset when Filmstrike went, up, went away because it actually did have all the extras. Yeah. yeah. It was like the only site to, to, then, to do then that. they should have stopped stealing Filmstruck from their co- their cousin. Like obviously Filmstruck wasn't making money. No, and, that's not why they... It wasn't a money thing though. But also like if you have Canopy... It's pretty much Filmstruck. No, it's not. I no, just got not. it. No. no, it's not. Bad. They don't have the Criterion collection. Yeah. I think Canopy is good. And Criterion I, I, said that they're starting. I think their own service, which yeah. is great. I mean, like, I, it's gonna be good, but I think it's funny. Like uh, Leanne Kubik's our friend yeah. on online. Yeah. She was the one who really made me rethink about the whole idea of like libraries and investing in like. DVD, physical right. media in libraries, and I, and I, I never thought about. Also, it. I, I didn't have a library card. Right. Uh, when, when Kim's well, closed, the guy Kim donated. Well, not not closed a, before a, they closed. It's when a they complicated when they, story, but all the, the entire Kim's library was donated to to a small Italian town. I was going to say, yeah, oh, based say. based on the in promise, yeah, yeah, in Italy, based on the promise that a they took everything, which was complicated because like in some I read a lot of articles about this because I was obsessed with this. So this this town in Italy took on the entire collection. Which also include like included like seventeen copies of Babe, <laughs> under <laughs> under the agreement that anyone could go to that town and watch a movie, oh, and that wow. they're always showing a movie. But apparently, it's in disarray at this point. But I think it would be pretty cool to do a mecca there, because um, they had a lot of amazing things. It was the only way to see Eraserhead for a long time, especially like mm-hmm. the way they were supposed yeah. to. I think that the reason why Dustin, I think having collections is good. Because we rely sometimes on things like Filmstruck and then it goes away. Yeah. Or even like when, like, and Tumay will put me onto a movie on movie, it then goes away in 17 days. So there's some movies that he's wanted me to see that now are really difficult to watch. Yeah, or yeah. you can hardly find them. I mean, but I think it's important because, like, the thing is, like, I, I don't buy physical media because I can't afford it. Mm. Like, I can barely afford my life now. So that's why I look at, like, library collections of physical media. I hope libraries are doing that. Like, they don't just rely on Canopy. Did you see the tweet that Vern, our former guest Vern, had said about, like, we we shouldn't be far off or not far off till we have, like, a city bike style, like, yeah. donate of move, physical movies, like, you rent, get something, put it back kind of thing, like, but like, like a communal thing. Because they That'd still have, great. you still go to some CVS, Walgreens, whatever, like, they still have those red box. Red box, yeah. Things. But or this is more, Small, small towns know. still have video rentals they do they absolutely and do and they're still great places and I was talking to my friend Jake that I think I think we should reopen like I think record stores should reopen under like a different model like a non-profit sort of thing where, mm. where, where actually selling 
the media isn't the important part. And I think that would be a cool thing. Yeah, like, a, or like, like, a, like a cafe or something like that? Or or just that the importance of record stores is not necessarily selling records, but yeah. having like hubs and places to talk. And we're missing a lot of third spaces in our society. Yeah. And, and record stores and video rental places were important, were, are culturally important and significant. And it, why, like, it would be cool to have those places not under the onus of capitalistic thought. Yeah. And so, yeah, and my, so my issue also, even though Filmstruck was really awesome, it's still like a company like Criterion and TMC or AMC or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, you know, taking control of the canon. Well, well, well that's what I was going to say. Like, like Criterion's not yeah. the only independent DVD thing, but for a lot of people, it's like only Criterion, even though was, Kino yeah. or I was just Milestone say, are doing their fucking thing. People have been upping their game. Not just though, I was going to mention those two, but Arrow Films have been putting out some... Arrow Films is kind yeah. of like... And shout Blue, out to Xenon. Yes. Blue Underground. Yeah. Like, ever since Criterion has been forcing other people to kind of like up their Step game. Up their game. Which I appreciate. That's good. And the commentary, like, sometimes from a personal standpoint, a lot of when I make a comparison on Twitter on my own personal site, it's from literally listening to the commentary track and a younger filmmaker going, I wanted to take this scene from so-and-so. So, like, their own oh, work. Okay. So, there's, so, you know, yeah, I think, I, I don't, I'm, there's, Jet, like Scott said earlier, there's, there's, they have, no one's figured it out yet, but there'll be a way to do, like, a special feature digitally, but until then, you know, I think, uh, Yeah, and I just feel like we'll have to do the physical media thing, because, like, these people, it, it, if it's not profitable for them, they're going to cut it. So we have to like maintain our physical stuff, share it with each other. So you know, it's gonna be really important, right over there. Yes, it's, it's like gonna you, be important you, no matter you, what. Because also the thing about Criterion, which is always my issue, is like they have like one or two Claire Denis movies, so mm-hmm. they don't have like, but they that's what it is. They don't have like all the movies. They have some blind spots too, like culturally. They have a lot too. of blind spots, like, serious like, blind spots, oh, like absolutely. Africa, no Middle yeah. East, like yeah, you yeah. suck. Yeah. I mean, I think I think a lot of. I think a lot of people have the cultural blind spots, especially in 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 Africa and Middle Eastern film. Oh, yeah. And and yeah, so like I mean, I'm happy to have those DVDs you lend me because I, like they're not easy to find. They're not easy, even easy to find, quote unquote, DVD uh, Oscar screeners of. Sure. Well, let's uh, finish this email from Dustin. Uh, were you ever a collector of DVDs, Scott? Uh, sort of. I remember being really excited about having. Uh, Flaming Lips movie and the Beastie Boys oh, Criterion Fearless Collection. Freaks? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a good movie. Uh, I'd enjoy a discussion on if this hobby is impractical in this day and age. Well, I think we've discussed that. Uh, a lot of people seem to think that it's a waste of money and space. I mean, everything's a waste of money and space, so it doesn't matter. If you enjoy it, you enjoy it, especially if it doesn't hurt people. But I'll never sell my collection and will continue to buy discs until it's no longer possible. Do that. And the thing is, like, even after people stop making discs, that doesn't mean your collection is... Is, com- is complete and if you like collecting things who cares um, much love Dustin in Iowa P.S. I've been able to make a couple of friends aware of your podcast after they asked about my zebra shirt thanks again oh, no thank, thank you. you one more one should one more email before we go into uh, the main dish on this evening which is ASMR um, this is from Carlo Carlo uh, yeah I'm writing you this letter from a distant land <clears throat> Motherfucker, you're in California. <laughs> That's a distant land, bro. No, like Staten Island's a distant <laughs> land. California's like <clears throat> something else. Got you. I mean, thank you for going interstitial for this episode. Man, too many no longer lives in New York. 
Yeah, I, I live say, in Jersey City. Now I can say where he lives. Okay, he it's is. Fine. That's a big place, so they can't find me. Right. Hmm. Um, which is like the seventh borough anyway. Yeah. Uh, like, because I've been, I've been over by you, visited you with Shaka King, director. Mm-hmm. It's only ten minutes. It's I, ten I, minutes from World. I live in Bushwick, right? And I work at BAM. It only takes me ten more minutes than when I yeah. than when I lived mm-hmm. in Bushwick. Oh. So I want to thank you for crossing state lines to you, uh, to be on the show. I got y'all. So Carlo, who's from a distant land. Greetings, zebras. It's been a while. I haven't really been listening to any episodes. What? <laughs> JK. It's been a while. I haven't really been listening to any episodes since I made my appearance on the show. You're not the only one. Things just got crazy hectic leaving NYC. And when I arrived on the West Coast, I found myself not really listening to pods, since I no longer work a job that has me sitting down at a desk listening to pods to make the day go by faster. But I did realize that I do on occasion have to make long drives the last 51 minutes or so, which is about the length of the Zebras episode. And it's great that I've now created a backlog that I can bust out on long drives or being stuck in traffic. I'm up to episode 69 wow, now, and it's been great to have you guys on trips with me. I guess that makes me the time-traveling listener now. I have to say the Green Ray episode was a highlight. I've been meaning to rewatch it as my next project deals with a character going through a similar experience, and I can relate to Delphine a lot. It also led me to watch The Aviator's Wife, which is also fantastic. Yes, have you seen uh, the Gray, the Green Ray? No, I haven't actually. Yeah, it's a we it's a movie that I that I, that I was recently introduced to by my friend Jeff DeLauder because I was I was like, yo, I don't want to hang out with people, and I think it has to do with just like me changing, and and now I want to hang out with people again. But I was going through like this very like introspective, introverted phase and I was like is there something wrong with me and like the answer is probably but besides the point he was like watch this movie and I was like really moved and you've seen the movie and we had yeah. a nice episode about yes. it check it out I, I, I listen to the episodes and, um, I listen to every Zebra's episode and you know it's gotten to that point where also because I know y'all so it's like, yeah. it's like we're just hanging course, when I listen I'm, I'm, it's like we're hanging out I'm just not talking yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it feels yeah, like. Yeah, just like getting annoyed that I'm talking about Free State of Jones and shit. Sorry, I uh, back to the email. I sent you guys ten dollars to watch and discuss Aki Kurosaki's Ariel, one of my favorite movies. Coincidentally, it's the movie's thirty year old this year. I'm sure Marcus has already seen it, so I really chose it for Scott, and I hope you enjoy it. A million times. A million times. Yeah, in a good way, but I've seen it a lot. Yeah. It's almost the end of 2018, and it was a great year for movies. Glad to have seen some with you guys and your guests. Perhaps you guys could ask your listeners and previous guests to email their top ten lists. I mean, I was going to ask that, but since you took my idea away... Yes, guys, why don't you email me? Email us your favorite lists. <laughs> Peace and love, Carlo Pangalang in Labrador. Um... Yeah, I haven't seen the movie, so we're going to watch it and do an episode. And even though, um, I just want to say to to Jacob Rivera, even though M2MA is here and we were, we are going to talk about it in the company of men with M2MA. Oh, we have to do that. We're not doing that oh, today. We're all about that. So, no, Jacob, I've not forgotten about you, and you've clearly not forgotten about us. I look forward yeah. to you summarizing our episodes. There was someone that was also summarizing our episodes, but... but uh, I don't know what happened, him, but uh, I hope that I hope that he's okay, and I hope that he continues to work on that because it was starting to look really cool. Um, hi, Doug. 
Hey, Marcus, do you ever smoke PCP? No. Too many. Have you smoked PCP? No. Have you accidentally smoked PCP in the 90s? Do you ever smoke a blunt and you're like, this sort of tastes like a cool cigarette? Cool cigarette? No. Like a menthol? No. I cigarette? never, I, I was never into filters and things like that on, 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 on my weed. I hear that. Um, cool. So those are, those are the emails. Those are the emails that, that we got. I also love that sometimes it takes us like 20 minutes to really get into the groove of things. <laughs> that's how it is, man. That's how it, that, that's how it is. I, I really... Fun, I think people expect that. Yeah, I really enjoyed our episode last week. I listened to it again. I mm-hmm. really enjoyed our discourse about awesome. Daughters of the Dust. And I love that uh, Julie Dash now follows us on That's Twitter. dope, that's man. Great. I saw yeah. that. I, that's, 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 that's very dope. And Julie Dash, if you're listening, you have an open invitation to be on our show anytime. Oh, absolutely. And also, we need to. I know you. You recently had seen the uh, Ken Russell movie. It would be cool. If we got the you. The Devils. And, yeah, you and Lisi. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm good friends with Ken Russell's widow. So um, wow. Yeah, she follows you on. You probably just don't realize she's not under her. Well, she her is name. under her name, but not you. 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 Lisi. Lisi Tribble. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I did. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So that would be really cool to have all four of us. Well, like, I hope she saw my like Devils. I, that I'm actually sure she, 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 got, goes, like, she goes in and out of Twitter. It got Twitter. super yeah. retweeted. Like, super yeah. retweeted. Well, you know, you have, like, a really awesome Instagram where you where you talk about a movie almost daily. Yeah. I had, a, like, a little break from my brain space, but, yeah. Right, because, you, you know, for people that don't know, M2May's been, been working on his feature film, yeah. I Don't Live Today, yeah. which, which I will be... Am I still scoring yeah. it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I just haven't shot it. We're shooting at the end of May. Yeah. Okay, that'd be you'd be so weird if you were like actually Scott. Uh, yeah, we'll talk after the podcast is over. I mean, yeah, even right. like the way you just said yes was like not super excited, but that's okay. I'm gonna do a great job. No, I'm just in the middle of being stressed about making a movie. There's nothing to do. I know, and it's gonna be such a good movie. Thank you. Also, <laughs> did you, did you notice that um that Carrie James Marshall worked on Daughters of the Dust? No. Yeah. I was just looking at the credits, and it's like Carrie Marshall art. Did you know that? I did not. I said this last week. Oh, what? We all forget things. Yeah, I know. I need, to, I need to be nice. I haven't done that episode yet, but that's, like a, that's why I am a little behind on one episode. Um, but really, I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, I need to double check. I just assumed that that. I mean, is, I'm, I, I believe you. Wow. I mean, there's a lot, you know, like, and Bell Hooks worked on the book about it. And yeah. like, it's like a really, it's like the best movie. It's like really incredible movie. It's an incredible film. Um, and I remember my dad showing me Daughters of the Dust when I was like. Dick Gant represent. Um, I was like eleven or ten. He made me watch it. Very similar, yeah. It came. It like. <clears throat> it, I remember it got like a. My parents. And when I was saw eleven, it. my dad just made me watch Schindler's List, and I cried a lot. Yeah. My my parents saw it when I was like super young when it first came out. Then they like re-released it in theaters in Northampton like in '94 or something, yeah. and we all went to go see it. It was like yeah. a family event. My grandmother happened to be in town too, so yeah, it was. Really it was good. on TV. It was crazy. And, it, mm-hmm. and my dad, my dad taped it off TV, and I wasn't home or something, <clears> and, I, and we watched it. And it was weird because I think you know when I was young, it was, it was, it was, it was. I wasn't able to really absorb it, but I could tell it was amazing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I'm not old enough to really appreciate this, but I know it's amazing. Sure. And then I watched it later, and I was like, wow, yeah, this is badass. Yeah. Do you know the um, the cinematographer for Daughters of the Dust works on Solange Knowles' videos? Arthur Jaffa, Arthur yeah. Jaffa? I, 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 I didn't know Arthur's that. Arthur's a cool cat. I've, I've, I've met him several times. He's a really cool cat. I mean, Arthur Jaffa's Makes kind sense. of a legend, man. 
Like the thing, the, the, the interesting thing about that is like, and it is true. I I double checked it. Carrie James Marshall was the production designer on it. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, the thing and about yeah, I was like, what? That's cool. The thing about people like Arthur Jaffa, like people in like the the black film scene, like and Shaka can say this too. Like <coughs> talks to him, like we, I think we may have mentioned this. Like people like Arthur Jaffa, like are big legends in black film, but like people don't know that as much, right? Yeah. Because like. I think they're starting to know it now because of the Beyonce stuff, but like Arthur Jaffa is like one of those people that are like, oh yeah, like they copy his style like over and mm-hmm. over again, and they know it's not like they're like doing it off the hip. No, they know. Let me go look at the Arthur Jaffa stuff, and I'll, yeah. I'm gonna copy that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like uh, Marcus showed me a um, Barbara Loden short film that no one's yeah. seen that yeah, that, that, that yeah. people have yeah. like yeah. almost almost like. Note for note copy. Yeah, I've seen it. I I, I didn't know it existed. Meek's cut off. Yeah, even even though I was a Which like, is about, big uh, fan Meek, of Wanda, about Meek Mill. I didn't even yeah. know. <laughs> I didn't know about it. I watched it later. Do you think Meek Mill would enjoy the movie Wanda? No, no, he wouldn't. He's like, would... "Yo, this is too slow." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, to be fair, a lot of people think movies are too slow. Yes, that's why I would think he wouldn't enjoy Wanda. Speaking of um, slowly burning my brain, we all saw the film Widows. Yes. Yeah. The, the, the new film by, by, by British auteur Steve McQueen, mm-hmm. no relation to the action star who... Uh, Bullet? Starred in Papillon. The, I, I, was, I was not that... Really? What? The trailer's out. It came out already. I missed it. It's Remy Malek and Charlie out. Hunman. Oh my it god, came you're out right. and no one yeah. watched it. Oh, I thought it was still. Like, no. No, so, whoa, I forgot about that. Title. I saw it, the trailer. It, it I thought out, it was like a 2019 release. No, 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 no. It came out like a year ago and no one watched it and I tried to watch it and I I, I thought the trailer was good. Uh, it was bad. I didn't I, I didn't get far Shit. enough to make a decision. Okay. Well, but yeah, that movie came and went. Ew. Ew. Yeah, so so Papillon, which is a movie I do love. Yeah. So yeah, Widows was getting a lot of stuff, so I went to see it, and um, you know, uh, I thought <coughs> spoilers. I thought it was all right. You called it M two May. You called it a gentrified set it off. I didn't call Someone it that. Else did, but I saw that. I saw that on Twitter, yeah. and I, I I didn't like I didn't like Widows very much at all. Um, but when I saw that tweet, I, I was like, "That's perfect. That's absolutely perfect." Because it is it, 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 it's it's it is in many ways. I mean, there's there's more issues with it beyond that, but I think it I, I encapsulates called, the issues. I called it. Um, oh, what was the Spike Lee heist movie? Inside Man. Inside yeah, I Man. called it Inside Man meets uh, Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. But the thing oh, is, Jesus, and you like, but you liked it. Those are just two weird movies to. Well, the thing is, I liked Ocean's Eleven. Uh-huh. I don't like Ocean's. I liked, I liked it like enough. Yeah. Like it's enough. Is it like Steven Soderbergh's best movie? No. No. Uh-huh. None. None of them are like. Uh, <laughs> but this, but none of them are his best weird. movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love Steven Soderbergh. No, that's know. not what I was saying. I really only like a third of his movies, yeah. but the, I still love. It's just. The but I feel like most of his fans are like that. The movie he just made was was the best was the best Ocean's movie, but it wasn't even the an Ocean's. Ocean's movie. It was it was a Hick Ocean's movie. What was that called again? 
Oh, his previous. Oh, damn! Well, because it was Unsane. That's what I thought you. That was his last oh. movie. But exactly, exactly. Right. You and I went exactly. to see Unsane. Uh, Logan Lucky. Uh, yeah, Logan Lucky. But that was, was another one, which weirdly made money. But I don't know too many people who've seen that movie. I really don't. That movie's. I still haven't watched it's it. Fantastic. It's good. It's on it's my good. queue, and we. It's such a hoot. Me and Logan Lucky, not Unsane. Don't you can take your. Time I won't. Me, I won't do Unsane. No, if you have, if you, no. if you haven't seen Entrance, then see that. Then first. see that first. Okay. Yeah. Cause, cause I don't know. I'm not trying to like shot shoot too many fires, but I can't imagine that Steven Soderbergh didn't see that movie. There's a lot of connections. Matter of fact, uh, something I will, but he's they're ready to be on the show, so potentially it down the line this this stuff will come up because I think he'll be down uh, to talk about and, it. Yes, and, and Hallam. Yeah, yeah. Get the fuck on our shows, guys. What the fuck? <coughs> and shout out to Patrick. He's doing the artwork for my end of year list. So I'm excited about that. Nice. But, Anyway, yeah, I, I'm the one. So it's it's weird because I saw Widows months before everyone else did. So I've been kind of hanging back and and knowing, especially you two. It's just like, oh, they are not gonna like that one particular. I mean, I hated it too. Also, son's you, name was Marcus. Um, you hated you hated Widows. No, the parts. I liked Widows. The I have two issues with it. One, no, but that one the, scene. Spoilers. There's a scene yeah. where they throw some Black Lives Matter shit in it where like. They give you some to give you some context. They they're so Viola Davis and Liam Neeson. Uh, Liam Neeson are are married in the movie, and Liam Neeson is a burglar, and him and his team are murdered burgling, and she has to take on the debt, so she gets the widows. Hence the title, mm-hmm. clever one guys, um, to to commit to do the thing. And guess what? There's twists. If you guessed that Liam Neeson ain't dead, you were right. We definitely have to say spoilers. Yeah. I said spoilers. I no, but even, people still, people yeah. still. I mean, so. it was so obvious he wasn't dead. I was not surprised when the other. I I was even able to make the connection that that the other widow was 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 it was his baby. I knew something was up. I, yeah. But we'll get to... Let's just... But the part where the so, sun so, that you're getting so, ready to talk about. So. so the movie is fine. It's like probably Steve McQueen's worst, but it's still not like a very... No, definitely his definitely worst. Definitely his worst. It's true. Yeah. But I it's guess, not like... Yeah. I mean, if you... Definitely. Can, yeah. yeah. Even if you didn't like 12 Years a Slave. I say even if you didn't like 12 Years a Slave, which I think is fair, there's no way you could say that Widows is a better movie. So. Yeah, and, and obviously like I think I think like Hunger and Shame are pretty good Sh- movies. Hunger's an amazing film. I think it's first two. I love Shame. I that, love yeah, Hunger. I think Shame looks at shame yeah. in, in a incredible way. Yeah, I agree. And I love Twelve Years a Slave the first time I saw it. And I didn't watch it for a while. Mm-hmm. And then last year I watched it again and it was kinda like I mean I had a couple of things with it, but now I'm a little older and it's just like oh uh, Well like you my know. thing is like Twelve Years a Slave, like even if I could like have a couple of issues with it as like a, a constructed piece like there are things aesthetically and artistically and, and explorations in that film that I think are really strong yeah. like Widows to me is like him thinking he can just do a genre film by flipping it and also I gotta kinda call out Gillian Flynn man who wrote it like you don't know about don't Chicago know. okay well that you're leading well, me then, into well, my next here's, thing here's yeah. my issue in. so so spoilers Probably doesn't. Steve McQueen doesn't either. But. Yeah, I mean, yep. I have I have issues. Um, there, so there, there's a flashback that reveals that Liam Neeson and Viola Davis had a son, 
a young black man who was stopped by the cops and murdered. Yeah. And my problem with this is one, I'm happy when when police brutality is given a view and talked about, but when you throw it in just for plot armor, it feels really cheap and, and actually like disgusting. And like the fourth egregious, maybe fifth egregious use of police violence to to be used in movies this year because we had so much. Hate, so much. Hate you had, give. We blind spotting. Hate, oh. hate you give. Blind spotting. Purge. Purge. Um, yeah. 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 Oh, I we're probably forgetting more. Yeah, yeah, honestly, we are. The other thing to add on to yours, what makes that scene even more upsetting? Take out that nonsense. Is that the shit wrote itself? He was texting while driving. Just. <laughs> Your son had a car accident. I thought, that's what I thought was going to happen. That's all I that has to happen. Yeah. But no, honestly, though, I didn't. At that point, I knew it because that's another thing. So that one thing leads to my only other big thing about the movie is I just wish it wasn't set in Chicago. Yeah. Also, I wish if it was just a genre movie, even with its cliches, I would have. I mean, I actually like this movie, but I would have liked it even more if he didn't try the little nuggets of like, hey, political stuff, well, so, social so these, issues. So these, so these movies, and there's another movie. That that's not the hate you give. That's about a police shooting, but I haven't seen it. Yeah. I also haven't seen the hate you give. It's a genre now, apparently, in two thousand eighteen, and probably for at least five more years. Yeah, the neo neoliberal wokeumentary. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I, I think the thing about widow. I'm sorry. My issue. My issue, my issue is while Steve McQueen ha- can can relate to his own experience. Uh, I, I'm always interested when non-American uh, directors try to take a look at American issues that way. And yes, he did Twelve Years a Slave, but I don't know. It just felt cheap. Like even even when even before like we had decided whether we were canceling the Danish director, his shit in the sequel with the Manderley. Oh, mm-hmm. That was that. I was like, what? Why? Why do you dumb. like? Who are you to say all that shit? Right. Is anyone going to see the house that Jack built? Yes, I'll see it. Because yeah. people whose it. opinions I really like think it's a really good movie. Yeah, so. I agree. I suppose people say the same. Oh, are you, are you guys going to see uh, Tyrell? Tyrell. What's that? Oh, wait. What is that? They're calling it Get Out minus the horror. What is Tyrell? <coughs> You told me about this already. Um, no, I'm not going to. Uh, Who is this? This black guy goes on a weekend out with a bunch of hipsters in the country, and Mike Sarah's in it. Michael Sarah, yes. I don't know. Who, 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 who yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. But, I don't know. They're but saying, that's not they're because... saying it's this year's Get Out. Well, that's not... Did, did, did you see Tales from the Hood 2? <laughs> no, I there's never actually arc. saw it. So there's this whole thing that would get out where it's just like, and I, whatever, I'm, I'm, maybe, I, maybe I'm a little <laughs> offended by, like, it's this whole thing of like, hey... Black guys with white women, you better watch out because they're gonna get you. It's this whole thing now because this movie, Tyrell, one one of the one of the sto- two. I'm sorry, two of the three stories in Tales from the Hood are a are, are get are straight get out style. Black guy, white woman, she's gonna get you. Um, and now so you know, that, so it, it's becoming a thing. I know. Yes, I read all about this movie now that you. Who is? I know that person. Who he's directed stuff before. I know. I know that that that, that dude's he's, name. He's Chilean. He he looks white. Go go go! His filmography. I, oh, I, I, he's not the one that did. 
Nasty Baby. It is the one that did. Oh, Nasty Baby. That movie was so bad. Oh, no. Oh, that movie was offensive. He's doing this? I went to a Q&A of Nasty Baby, and it was all I could do to not choke him. He made this like a pro-gentrification movie. Kill the black homeless people to get him out of your neighborhood. Sasuke and I were watching that movie, and we're like, yo, this movie's offensive. But no, I kept. I but he strung you along to the end because it's like, well, they're gonna get their comeuppance. No. Like that's that's what I thought any normal ass person would do. Like these, t- and no, I guess not always. No. But the way they got away. Oh, I didn't realize it was him. Yeah, I've seen him speak in person. He's. Oh, this is the yeah. Fuck can I can I say one thing? One other yeah, thing about yeah, Widows. Yeah, yeah. No, because I, I got more. A couple I'll, more things to say. You see, oh, I, I went and saw. I went and saw with, with with my girlfriend Cindy. Hello, hello, mm-hmm. for listening. Hi, uh, Cindy. Or you'll be What's listening. Up, Cindy? And you know, like something I noticed in Should Windows. Cindy here, baby. <laughs> the thing I noticed about Wind, Widows immediately, Windows, Windows, Widows immediately, was that every character just felt like a cardboard cliche. And it's one thing where it's like you're you're making a genre <laughs> film, like like Heat. You have a genre you, film, you, and you're making it, and you're using these kind of archetypal characters. Like you know, that makes sense to me. But these were like racialized and genderized, like caricatures, yeah, like the, the Eastern, Eastern European, European woman. repressed woman. Right? I was like, come on, Julian Flynn, you don't know anything about that. The 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 Latina lady had a had a, a quinceanera store. I was like, you could yeah, not be, kinda, you yeah. could not be more cliche. You know, like, and my my lady who's Mexican was like side eyeing it. Like, are you serious? Like, come yeah, on, yeah. you know? Like, and come then, on, son. And then, like the thing with Violet Davis, who like I think is a phenomenal actress and a great actress, I feel like they they put her in these positions where she get, where she basically has like two notes. She does like I'm stone face yeah. and then stone face <laughs> with tears, and they don't give her anything else. And then like they're like you said about Chicago, like they're writing about all these things they don't know. Like and even actors who I think are pretty good, like Brian Tyree Henry. I have to say, he was great in Bill Street Could Talk, but we'll talk about that another time. But I thought in this movie. He wasn't given anything, and his performance wasn't great. He was a little flat, but I think... Because he shares a lot of scenes with Daniel Kaluuya, who yeah. plays his brother. And I haven't seen Daniel Kaluuya play, like, a terrible person yet. Yeah. So, so that's why it was fun seeing him play yeah. this villainous role. And even um, that was kind of like a cliche, where, like, yeah, the he, guy with the book, he's, 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 the, he's the smart thug, you know? <laughs> like, I was sure. just like, I get I didn't, it. I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't mind it. I didn't it, just, mind it, it, it just felt like... Oh, I, I could see Jillian Flynn and see McQueen going. That's oh, true. we hung out in Chicago for like for like twenty five minutes. These, this right. is, I, I, but I bet these thugs are really awesome. Some of them are are really smart. Also, it felt like mm. funders mm. for nonprofit organizations for yeah. black kids mm. wrote a movie. You know, like I was just mm. like, man, please, mm. man. Like, even when Robert Duvall was racist, I was like, of course he's racist. Da, 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 oh, right. da. We didn't even talk about Colin Farrell or Robert Duvall because yeah. it doesn't even matter. <laughs> exactly. Well, I gotta say one thing, like because we're talking about on the no stuff. Just given, I remember the space that I was in mentally at the time. I do, and I still go in and out of it. <clears throat> on the nose or not, I appreciated Colin Farrell. I appreciated the on the nose Trump stuff. Just like I can't wait for your generation to die, because that is how I feel. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest. Like I do feel that way sometimes. To be honest, and with when you, Colin you Farrell wants, when when Colin Farrell wants to be good, he can be. I agree. Um, and then other stuff. I don't want to discredit the scene where you know obvious. Well, to some people actually wasn't obvious because I remember hearing what was the point of that when. The drive, the the single shot from when he gives his speech in the hood and drives to his house. How it just t- like uh, quite a few people going out like, what was this? What was the point of that? She was just yelling at him. I was like, that had nothing to do with the scene. Yeah, and also why they have to why they have and how close it is to get from one part of town. Why they have to murder the developmentally disabled driver? That scene was kind of sad. 
Yeah. 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 That's that fucked me. up. Yeah. And it was that one of those me up. Like, yeah. Even though he played the he played the evil Terminator in the Terminator TV show that I used to watch when I lived with them too, mate. Yeah. And Rich. Oh, Hi, Rich. Okay, yeah. I don't know. He was in. I never saw it. Yeah. yeah, I was always trying to get you to watch it. And you were like, "There's no way I'd like this." And I'm like, "You're right." Yeah. <laughs> it's true. That's good. It's true. There's no way you would have liked it. That's good. What up, Rich? Like, like, yeah. Rich, like Rich is listening to our podcast. I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, he's like watching the Mets and raising his son. What's up? But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I it, the movie really annoyed me, and it, it annoyed Cindy too, you know. And it, like, to me, it was like a three star movie. Like, yeah. even for heist movies, it wasn't like, it wasn't amazing. The heisting, and that was the other thing. I'm sorry. I get it. I don't care. Man, woman, child, no one is learning how to pill off a heist in two weeks. Like, it's just not care. happening. Like, or, or, Especially with no criminal with no, experience. With no criminal experience. Like, it's just not happening. Like, I was just like, you're, you're not... And that's where I felt like McQueen was being lazy as a filmmaker. You know, like, dude, like... I think he thought making a pop genre film was easy. Right. Mm. I, it, it's just... It's what it, and, I, and, I, and, like, I'll be the first person to say, like, I don't love all genre films. I love all pop films. But I respect craft in a minute. And I don't know that those things are craftly made. That's an interesting paradox you bring up. Because like the characters in the movie, they thought they could pull off this heist easily. And maybe Steve McQueen thought it. That's, that's kind of... <laughs> right, wow. right. That's and weird. it's funny because funny. it hasn't done well with audiences. Like, people are not going to see it. No one really likes it. Oh, really? It. No, I guess I haven't been paying... Because sometimes when I see movies ahead of time, I check out and I, I don't know the, the, the barometer. It was criti- I didn't know that. I it was critically that. acclaimed. Like, the critics loved it. That almost... But but the audience, critics are dumb. No one's going to see it. People don't like it. People don't like it. Most critics are dumb. People who are into the optics of it, for the most part. I don't want to say it's just that. I don't want to say it's just that. But optics. You lied. Yeah, it's. I think my again. It's. I I enjoyed it. I'd see it. I wouldn't pay money to see it again. But um, let's get. I was expecting. Let's get rid of money. Yeah. Huh. Let's get rid of money. Okay. No. No. No, we gotta do something. We gotta do something. As long as if, as long as everybody else gets rid of it, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I don't have to pay Cobra eight hundred ninety dollars uh, for the next two months. Woo. See, yeah. like like Cobra's so fucked up that you do feel like GI Joe. About to say Cobra, Cobra Commander. No, no, Cobra <laughs> yeah. cost of cost of beneficiary rights. I feel like John Q. Not GI yeah. Joe. Well, because you'll you'll literally <laughs> die. Yeah, I you know. like you like yeah. like if you don't have health insurance, you'll die. It's I true. don't know why I'm laughing. I don't want you to die. No, it's the laughter of like how absurd it's it is. Laughter. But yeah. j- just so you know, it's laughter that I want <coughs> that that the establishment needs to be go away. To put you at ease, over the years, whenever I've changed jobs or new, like I always stack stack because you're given like a four to five day window to refill your meds. So I have like I have like a stash, Cat stash. just just in case, you know a what? Not, what? No, I have <laughs> a stash of meds. way back, so, bro. I'm so bump, like right now, cuts yeah, right now. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'll, 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 I'll be fine. Um, also, uh, let's save the best for last. So okay, yeah. We also saw uh, Creed two. All yeah. three of us, um, not together, not, but uh, not together. The last movie we saw together was Baby Driver, which was which no I was one just saw. thinking about that the other day. No one saw that movie. Yeah. That movie was on no one, no critics top ten list yeah. that last year. And uh, people didn't think it was like the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah. Uh, we also watched it with our friend Patrick Devine. Yeah. 
You made a whole movie theater of people laugh. I did at the yeah. Stellar Artois. No, it was commercial. Peroni. Peroni, Peroni excuse yeah. me. Oh, yo, per, yo Peroni's, on a boat. Peroni's so regular yeah. that I thought it was a Stella commercial. Yeah, Bam, Bam's been car commercials now instead of the Peroni. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I bet I'd laugh at those too. I have, I have, a, I have a weird sense of humor. Um, so, like, I went to see Creed the other day, and I was, I didn't have, like, super high hopes, because at the end of the day, even, like, like, Rocky movies are Rocky movies, and Rocky Five is my favorite Rocky movie, and I know that... Go for it! Sorry, I had to do it. Go for it. <clears throat> and I know that I'm, that I'm largely alone in that. Hey, my ring's right outside. Yeah. No, I mean, Josh, my boy Joshua likes that movie, too. And I met a few people who were like, yo, it's so real, like, you know... And he was supposed to die in Adrian's arms at the end of that movie. And yeah, realized no, it was you, too dark. Yeah. But um, just in, in all fairness, again, as the years go by, a lot of people... Well, since day one, everyone knows the street fight is great. But <clears throat> over time, like, again, to bring up Vern again, he NC, ranked Rocky Five as, as his number two. Well, because also, like, it, del- it, deals, people, you know, it deals with CTE, yes, which is yes, fucking real. I yeah. don't know. Do any of you guys watch uh, that... Oh, fuck. Why, why, do, like, why, do, why do names, like... Leave my head. Fucking the fifty-year-old UFC fight two weeks ago. Oh, uh, Ortiz and Chuck Liddell. Yeah, Chuck Liddell's been slow for a minute. I don't mean to say that in a mean no, way. No, like he like, was watching yeah. a slow. He was fighting in slow motion. Yeah, yeah and it's was. not. And it's not like fifty-year-old fighters can't come back. Like Henzo Gracie came back at fifty-one last year oh, wow. and won yeah. with a rear naked choke. And so, so I Ken Shamrock's still looking good, right? Also. Well, I think things Good-ish. can. Well, Ken Shamrock can wrestle. The thing is, Chuck yeah. Liddell could wrestle too, and Henzo uses jujitsu. I think you could do it if you're not if you're if you're trying if you're not going for strikes. Yeah, right. I mean, there's. I mean, not. Let's not turn this into a UFC show, but there's there's some good fight. There's some good fights coming up, and uh, I can't wait till next year. Cormier and Brock Lesnar. That's finally happening. Yeah, but just not too late in the game. Has there ever been a beef that stemmed from like? Late high school, early college, into like men's forties. They know each other from high school. The circuit, the wrestling circuit, because they were both they're two of the greatest like wrestlers in their time, and they, they their beef stems like over two decades. They, yeah. they they were competitive like on the national circuit and wrestling in high school, college, and now it's going to be does UFC. It, think, it's deep. Does anyone think Brock's going to win? I'm sure some people who don't know stuff, who just go off a of size and how he looks, and 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 you got Brock is tough. Like Brock no, is come, you know, but he's thing, not. Here's the thing: is, Brock Brock is one of is one of the toughest standing up guys the UFC has ever yeah, seen. Sure, Cormier is one of the toughest all around guys exactly. the UFC has yeah. ever seen, and he's and he, textbook. He's like he's the t- he's, he's Tim Duncan on steroids. Yeah, just like like literally, they're both. Yeah. I mean, I think they're not really taking steroids. I mean, the only person that Danny, Brock Daniel Daniel got busted yeah, for yeah. it. I mean, the only thing, the only person DC could never really figure out is John Jones. Well, then, I don't even know if that fully counts because John Jones was on on that. We'll, yeah, we'll, so we'll so see what we'll see what happens when John Jones uh, comes back. We'll see what he does. Um, I'm I'm really liking the UFC right now. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's this woman. Um, I watched peripherally. So. There's uh, Mackenzie Dern. Is this uh, jujitsu player who's who's killing it in the game right now? She's wonderful. Um, there's Raphael Lovato Jr. As you all who have listened know that I'm I'm a jujitsu head now, so yeah. I watch all the jujitsu guys. Um, and I've been going every day. Uh, nice. Yeah. No, I mean I need to take a day off occasionally. Of course, body has to rest. Yeah, but it's so much fun. 
That's good. Yeah, lost, lost 65, that's good. 65 pounds since uh, August. Do it, good. bro. Do something, it. Something like that, is, if it's fun. That's I jogged a fucking mile for fun the other day. The other day, awesome. I almost, I jogged halfway over the Brooklyn Bridge, and then I was like, you know what, I'm wearing a backpack, I should stop. But I could have done it. Yeah. Um, and it's fun. Dope. Which is all to say, like, Creed, like, all the Rocky movies, those are mad, like, those are mad inspiring. But this is, this one was so rotely the other movies put together that all the cool stuff about Creed, like, Creed was able to be yeah. both, like, um, dealing with the past but also its own thing. This was such, like, I, th- I thought it was unnecessary. I thought, like, there was no character development there is no like redemption. The uh, Drago's son says four things in the entire movie. There's no like you don't really understand. It's no different than Drago saying four things in the original movie. Yeah, but you understood Drago. <laughs> like like I thought they could have dealt with this. The idea could have been amazing with the right screenwriter. Mm-hmm. Like it could have been like Sins of the Father and like. I'm saying the Drago son stuff was better than Creed Two. Like well, than Creed and what Apollo was there. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Like, that's an interesting thing. Like, yo, we're fighting our father's wars. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah. What is this? But instead, like, he's running in the desert, and, like, his, his wife has some weird R&B music that doesn't make sense. What was that? And their kid, their kid yeah. is deaf, but, like, like, they don't really go into it. And Rocky, like, they put so much makeup on, on Sylvester Stallone to make him look old. Because he is, because like in reality, he should look like an old person, but he doesn't. Plastic yeah. surgery is amazing. Yeah. And he's like, you know, like, I gotta go see my, my son in Toronto. But I did like that they had the actor who, who was the dude in Heroes. Uh, who, who was actually in Rocky. Who was in Rocky Balboa. Yeah, Rocky he Balboa. was, yeah. Because, I, I actually wondered. I had a feeling you were going to see Rocky son in the movie. I was like, yeah, come are on. they going to recast? But, you know, he's in This Is Us, which is also Rob Cano said uh, Creed 2 was like. Yeah. Uh, was like Rocky and the actor from Rocky this, is this, this, this is us yeah this is true so I I mean I had a feeling it was going to be Milo Ventimiglia who who played Rocky Balboa because um, Sage Stallone was alive at the time of Rocky Balboa because Sage Stallone played Rocky's son in right. Rocky right. Five but he was he was busy doing his own sort of grindhouse stuff because right. he was big into grindhouse <clears throat> movies and hanging out with Vincent Gallo, with Vincent Gallo and, and making an excellent cameo and the excellent Moscow Zero. Yes. Underrated AF. Um, the, the camera equipment that Sage Stallone was making, his movies, was given to him from Vincent Gallo. The stuff, what he shot ground by the That's, that's something that him. Vincent Gallo would do. Yeah. To, to people he likes. Yeah. Right. He's a, he's a complicated person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, or, you know. But yeah, but with Creed 2, I think it was Creed, the first Creed... I'm sure they predicted people would like it, but I think people liked the first Creed more than expected. So they did the whole panic mode with the sequel, like, let's let's put 10 pounds of stuff in a five-pound bag. And I think yeah. that's just like what you were saying. It's just like things from all the different Rocky sequels in one, and they just didn't take... I, I feel like now yep. sequels of a big, successful thing should pull back more and be yeah. less. Yeah. And I think, because that, that just catches people off guard. Yeah. There's also like, like Rocky 1 is a great film. Yeah, Creed was a good, was a pretty good film. Um, you know, Ron Cooler was doing his own thing. Yeah, this movie just was like, yeah, it was a tentpole picture, and I, I was, lo- I was hoping for more. Cause like Creed had no business being as good as it was. Yeah, that was you know, like uh, me and my me and, me and my buddies have talked about how Cobra Kai also is a show that had no business being as. Oh, good I still as haven't it was. watched that. 
you you had some issues with it. I watched it. It's 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 a little like emotionally reasoning being alt right. I don't I don't agree. Uh, yeah, I that's 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 that's, that's how though how though. Well, I I think it, 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 the show is about kind of it, it's really taking this kind of um, emotional thought of like being the old world and who are punks and things like that and reinstilling with these kids and he's an outcast and he can kind of reframe his outcast uh, he can kind of liken his outcast this white guy with you know this Mexican kid and this black girl who's it's it, to me it's just sloppy it's just mm. a sloppy show mm. um, I don't know I just I like that it that it gave sometimes we forget that like the bullied the bullies are bullied and I think it didn't quite understand what to do with itself but I still like truly enjoyed it and I liked how they made Ralph Macchio the bad guy yeah I get that but also like it, it, it kind of does feel like the the um I still don't I know I, I noticed that with the whole thing with Ralph Macchio being the, like the liberal guy versus like the kind of conservative guy it, it just felt like a really weird retrograde argument about politics that was kind of like cool this is good this could be cool we can re- we can revive it but it just didn't feel very i enjoyed it I don't yeah know. i don't i don't i didn't dislike it me and my girlfriend got through all 10 of them I, there's a lot of tv shows on they all chased I, can't, him, I can't watch they chased him with bikes and like pushed him down a hill with a bike like how yeah. how how did how does that revert into him being well because the they person? try to then make johnny have these um he he also had his father not be around and they connect on like having no father issues and i get okay. it it just seems all very convenient. I wasn't. It was. It was fine. It was fine for they me. But it wasn't. It, was. It wasn't great. They circled around and beat the shit out of. Like, I would I say watch it. How I now? See now I have to watch it because yeah. it's just textbook. Yeah. You know. I would just say watch it. I would say watch it. I was. I was. There's some pretty good. There. There's. I mean, this was all inspired by an internet video that explained the rap. No. I, but I see that, I, that which is, which is I a like, sport, it, it, though. It, but, yeah, but, but I like. Sport. I like that sort of shit. <laughs> but like but, it, but it's just the beach scene, which is kind of true. Like he never did anything to him. He did. Uh, Daniel did throw the first punch in Kinect. Yeah. Like that's true. But as far as the rest of the movie, Han, Han they fucked with this man. Like they literally almost could have killed him. There's a couple of times when they could have murdered Daniel. That's but also, like, he yeah. harassed the woman. Like come that on, too, dude. Yeah, they rolled up in there. Like yeah. nah. I mean, yeah. 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 It's it, okay. If anything, it, it shows how sloppy I, Karate I, Kid is. I do like. I do like the 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 hot take that that Lion King like Scar is just a union representative mm-hmm. trying to make sure that people get enough stuff. See, I don't lo- I don't love I don't love those retrograde rewrites though. I'm not into that. I, I, like it's it's become very popular, yeah. I think. And I and I I feel like this is where I'm like a Susan Sontag kind of person where it's like you can interpret anything the way you want. Yeah, exactly. And I, I I think that's really dangerous. Still my big problem with, with film criticism. Yeah, right you can interpret yeah, anything can. and I, I get a little weird with that. I agree. It depends cuz like I like I like the 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 theory that Ferris Bueller's is all a fever dream from his best friend, and that Ferris Bueller isn't real. But where's it based on, though? Someone watching Fight Club, Fight Club too much. Yeah. Yes. There you go. And that's my thing. It's like you can rewrite anything, and I. That's where I feel like you're decontextualizing everything. Like it's just weird. Yeah, I mean, me. but I also enjoy decontextualization sometimes as like a form of exercise. 
I don't think it's like necessarily like something that has to happen all the time. I think it's happening. I think you know what it's, maybe I think it's most, all the shining. Spots. I think it, and and I think it's happening or the room with two three room two three seven. Yeah. But but that stuff is old. That, that room two three yeah. seven was the was the culmination was, was of years. Was you having your juice? It was a culmination of um, years of people deconstructing and reconstructing The Shining, and it just yeah. became cool. So let me do this with other movies. So. Yeah, because a lot of that room two three seven stuff goes to the eighties. I so. have one thing to say. Cool. Yeah, kissing, kissing. Oh, yes. I just think it. Ha- I think my thing, I think it happens too much, and I think. Yes, I, and I, I think people agree. think that's how you're supposed to watch movies. It's interpreted your own way. Yeah. But um, Creed, Creed, I, any, I was just. Any, I was a little. Dis- I was disappointed. Any R D. It didn't. It didn't suck. <laughs> it didn't I, suck, but I was disappointed. Yeah, so. I mean, like I'll be. I, I, I was also like three stars. I mean, Cindy. Uh, Cindy out of five. Kind of like, out of five. Two and a half. Two and a half, fine. I mean, I mean, Cindy, 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 my girlfriend again. She's a big like Rocky movie fan, and like I loved them when I was a kid, definitely. Yeah. And I can watch them like nostalgically. I could say Creed one, like I wasn't in love with it, but I was. I, when I went and saw it, I was like, you know what? I I can't front. I can watch this movie and it's cool, right? But then like I'm watching Creed two, and I was like, it was a two hour movie. Yeah, I yeah. felt like I was there forever. It yeah, was it had like eighty Possibly. plots. You know, I was like, yeah, but it, but it also had none. It had eighty plus, but it had none. Like when exactly. when 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 Red Sonia showed up for no reason, oh, Brigitte, Brigitte, and I knew yeah. it was gonna happen. I was like, you I know didn't. what? I understand. I had a feeling. I, I was like, they're gonna bring. I wish they brought didn't. homie back though. Whatever he hits, he destroys. Oh, what is this? Oh, <laughs> you know they were gonna the, uh, the original the original draft had Mr. T in it. See that would have been that would have been like way too much because it's just like no isn't his super... name Sturgis Mer- Meredith no Burgess Meredith is Mickey no you're talking about Clubber Lang Mr T yeah yeah Clubber Lang yeah Clubber yeah. Lang was almost in the movie that, see that's just that's too much like they did like I said it, it was all the Rocky plots you had like him having a kid so you had Rocky two right his trainer not being being with him so he loses so you got Rocky three yeah you know what I'm saying and then you got Rocky four obviously because of the the Russian thing right and it's just like come on man y'all yeah. just keep on. <laughs> y'all just keep y'all just like y'all just adding several different things to make it a, like back, spicy. Do less. Like, come on, man. This is this was you know it just uh, do less. Yeah, yeah I, just do less. Just like you can you know the thing is like also like what really made the original Rocky amazing was people hadn't done like fight scenes like that. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. like yeah. it's not just a good movie. It's like the action of it. Yeah. So, like like the movie what was that movie come a couple years ago? Warrior. Yeah, with yeah. Warrior yeah. has cool fights. There was yeah. cool Cindy, fights, and the Cindy story, loves. Well, that's yeah. the story is good. The story is good, almost great. The story is mm-hmm. good, and the fights are great. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's what we need. We need good story and good mm-hmm. fights. Like even Gasoline, t- Gasoline Alley, Tim Pan Alley. What's the other Rocky boxing movie with Tom Waits? With Tom Waits? Yeah, Gasoline Alley. I'm draw- I'm drawing a blank. Tim Pan Alley. I don't know. Oh. Rob Cotto. What is it? You you see that movie? It's like that movie's great. It's my Rob Cotto. Yeah. Who's in it? Tom Waits. Tom Waits. You heard of that guy? Yeah, but what boxing? You're not talking about Fat City, are you? No. Oh, okay. Then I. Yeah, I don't know who's been drinking. Has anyone seen the new Coen Brothers movie? Yeah. How no. was? It? How was it? It's very. It's Coen Brothersy. Um, <coughs> it's okay. quirky. There's like spurts of violence. There's spurts of over cleverness. Regular actor. Like it's fun. You know, it's on Netflix. Paradise Alley. It. Excuse me. Oh, damn. Duh. Um, Buster Scruggs is fine. It's got some cool parts. Or is it more like, like uh... Buster Shrugs? <laughs> no, or Buster no, Pets. it's not Buster Shrugs. It's it's cool, but I, I think <laughs> it. If there's ever a case for like Coen Brothers love David Lynch, this is it because David Lynch is little known. 
He made David Lynch made a weird forty minute short called The Cowboy and the Frenchman with Harry Dean Stanton, and it's very much like that. Um, but me, it's fine. Let it's me fine. Ask, let me ask you a question. Yo, do you think David Lynch likes ASMR? Yeah, I do. Probably right. Yes. <laughs> I wish David, <laughs> I wish David Lynch would make ASMR. He wouldn't be able to do it because he talks loud like this. He can't whisper. Yeah, I was bumping his album the other day. Oh, right. crazy yeah. clown time. Yeah, it's a, it's a strange piece, man. <laughs> Very strange. He's dropping cookies on your yeah. phone, bro. But, um, oh, man. It's for ASMR. Yeah. But yeah. But Creed actually, two, but Creed two is doing good. So you're gonna you're, we're gonna you're gonna get a Creed three. Yeah. Oh, of that course. goes. Well, that. the interesting thing I said, the only thing about it, I mean, I actually really, I'm not a big into the franchise in general. But the one thing I would say is, I think they did exhaust. They've exhausted any connections to the old friend because Rocky. Rocky said he uh, so long as he's not doing yeah. it anymore. He did say this though at the end of Creed One though. I, I will say he that. did. He did. <laughs> well, so, there we go. Give him some time and yeah, give him a nice paycheck. But uh, yeah. but he's got Rambo Five, you know, coming out. So. Are you serious? No, there's, there's pictures. There's like promo still oh, already. I have it's, one other thing with Creed too. That's what I, I wanted to say. I'm sorry. So here's my thing. Other thing, and I'm gonna say this. You know, Americans love to think that, like, Russia be thinking about us all the time. Well, it's not Russia, it's Ukraine. But it, but it is Russia, I'm saying. It's like, they were in, but it is Russia, though. They, they, they invoke it in the movie a lot. But what I'm saying yeah, is R- this. Russian to tell a bad story. But, like, I feel like Americans are the only ones who are obsessed with Russia. Right. Like, I don't think out there in Russia that they're out there thinking about us like that and they make I mean, this movie that's the other thing I felt about they, Creed they, so you say, can tell they, they say they were thinking about a run, rigging our election who a couple guys in the in, in the in, in, in the presidential office in Russia come on see, not the everyday see, people see, uh, yeah the everyday this people this country spoke loud and clear and they elected Donald Trump yeah exactly thank you this country got who they were thank wanted. you exactly I don't, I'm not, I'm not I don't think we needed with the Russian collusion yeah, this, is, man. this country spoke loud and clear but, like, yeah, I think, but let me ask you a question should it be ASMR or USSR? But what I want to say is like, I was like, this movie was clearly pandering to like the Russia obsession also. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, come on, man. Like, this is just corny. Like, you could do something. So you could do something interesting here about fathers and sons and all that. Yeah, you know? that would have been dope. Yeah. But y'all just want to do something. All right, cool. Russia. Yeah, we could add that in there. Everybody's interested in Russia right now. And I was like, Kind of like widows, like you yeah. just doing all the all these current doing events, it, stuff. doing all the things. It was nice. I like. I love seeing Dolph Lundgren and like do his thing. His his funny. I have to say, what it was interesting to hear his Russian accent again. I was like, that didn't feel consistent. I wanted to do like a, a verbal side by side, right? Of like the one the, the Rocky Four Russian accent in this one. Yeah, but I mean, you know, who, it's you can argue that it's not even the same story. I want to talk about shoplifters. Shoplifters. Yes, yeah, I do too. So, um, Me too. So. A lot of our friends have been calling Shoplifters the greatest film of the year. Um, I I thought it was very good. I I don't know if it's my favorite movie of the year. I'm still mm-hmm. working on my list. Yeah. Which will probably be our next episode. Will yeah, be the looking year, forward. The year-end list. Um, but I really like how plainly and non-sensationally the movie looked at poverty. Mm. Mm-hmm. I like how how non-judgmentally he presented this family, which do a lot of morally questionable things. Not even questionable, just like well, it's questionable because it, well, in terms of breaking a guy's car, like someone's car, it takes like things like but that. But still, that's like, that's you know. the thing. The thing about morality 
is is the reason why I say it's questionable is because people's ideas of morality are based on cultural mores. You could argue that there is a true zero of good and bad, but I would argue that that there isn't. True. So, if you're poor and you're robbing a car to feed your family, I'm not saying that there weren't problems with that family. I'm just saying. Oh no, goes without saying. But still, I know exactly. So, yeah. so for people listening. Uh, that haven't seen Choplifters. Or didn't watch the trailer, because literally... Uh, I don't I know, watch no, but What I'm saying here, I'm talking to the people, the trailer literally gives the movie from well, start to finish. Much, yeah. And I forgot, I didn't realize it, because I, again, I saw the movie a while ago, didn't bother to watch the trailer, and I was at the movies the other night, and I saw the trailer for it, and I was like, this is this is like beginning to end, the whole movie. Like, the, the, speaking, the reveal, all of it is in speaking, the trailer. It's like, what speaking, the fuck? Speaking of which, I haven't seen the trailer, because you know I don't watch trailers... But people are saying that Captain Marvel looks like the long kiss goodnight, and I am here for it. No, it doesn't. But damn, I mean, it sounds super negative, but not yeah, really. Fuck, dude, I was yeah, really I'm excited. Sorry, I, didn't... I was like, I was like, because when they made because it's Samuel Jackson and another white woman, like <laughs> I mean, <laughs> exactly, that's the only exactly, like, what? exactly. To be fair, I'm trying to think about. I'm trying ding, to ding. like no, what's that? I don't know. I, I didn't. I didn't come up with this. Because I don't watch trailers if I can avoid it. And because when Marvel remade Lethal Weapon, Iron Man 3, it sure. was it was my favorite superhero movie of all time. That movie's grown on me uh, over the years for sure. I fucking love that movie. Yeah. Um, and, and as someone in social work school, I can tell you, that, and this is even in textbooks that I may have said this before, that Tony Stark's PTSD in that movie is considered to be a really thoughtful uh, representation mm. of, of PTSD. Um, yeah, which is Pie Toads Scott Disco. Just kidding. It's so, uh, in case someone gets offended, and and I don't want to dismiss people's traumas, post traumatic stress as well. Um, so that's funny because because I was like I'm here for it, and that's unfortunate. I mean, it looks and, fun and, like any other Marvel movie, but it and, yeah, and Avengers Avengers End Night. Trailer, uh, trailer came out today. Of course, it's called Endgame. I mean, I'll see it. It looks fun, but it's just like Endgame. Like it's you know, like, I still haven't seen the last Avengers movie. Oh, it's good. I'm the only person who hasn't seen it. I mean, I understand because the second one, no, no, no. the second one was bad. Yeah, yeah. So you I know me. I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually very superheroed out. Like I, I who is which it? is funny. Who you be? were the person that convinced me to see Iron Man one. Yeah, I, at the at the very beginning of it, I I was I was fine. I didn't realize that it would be. This overwhelming. I don't think they do. And then, and then become this kind of for me super factor. Well, it's, it's actually oriented. like it's actually like too much. Yeah. Except while well, I do, is. as you can see on the screen, I do love the TV show The Flash. Well, I was just but getting ready now, to say that's just four, Marvel. There's four DC TV shows that are in the same universe. Yeah. Then there's also Black Lightning. Oh. Then there's also Titans, which I haven't yeah. seen, which I heard is people have different views about it. I wonder what Bill Bill Scurry. Tell me what you think. It's like, oh, well, um, and then uh, Young Justice is coming back on DC's television channel next year, which I'm so excited about. It's one of my favorite cartoons. Um, and then we have the Marvel shows. Most of them on Netflix are getting canceled. Yeah. People are arguing that it's it's for Marvel's new channel, but I don't think that's yeah, going to be true. So. Well, they have their own shows coming. Like they yeah, have they a have show about own. a Loki kind of show coming or something like that. Yeah, they do. yeah. They're, yeah. They're, 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 but whatever, like so. We have so much. There's uh, oh, but I wanted to jump in and say like like Hulu's Runaways. But like, we there's two Marvel universes. 
Right. We have a Spider-Man universe without a Spider-Man. We have DC. We have two Jokers now. Because Jared right. Leto's still Joker, and we so have Joaquin I'm, Phoenix. I'm like, I'm so we, now we have two different DC So it's basically, it's basically like reading comic books. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, but don't... But, but, but without the cool, like, singular graphic novels that, like, totally go left. Yeah, like, exactly. You, you, yeah. Don't, you, don't, you don't get the Superman Red Sun type stuff. You don't get, you know, Watchmen or something really, really interesting well, that's so off the yeah, cuff. Yeah, unfortunately, like, there, there hasn't, like, this year... None of the superhero movies I saw are on my top ten. Where, no. Where last yeah, no. last year there were there were two. Which I'm because I'm 2017. Ragnarok. There were Ragnarok and Wonder oh, Woman. Yeah. Uh, I thought Ragnarok. But, yeah. yeah. For me, but yeah. You Most know, people I, I like know. Wonder Woman. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean Ragnarok. I have to say, like, I did finally, I did finally see it, and I could like, I could say it was enjoyable. Yeah, I love that. Movie. I didn't. I wasn't particularly like in love with it. But I did, mm-hmm. I thought it was enjoyable, and I I I had not. Enjoyed a superhero movie in a long. Time. So I've seen every superhero movie this year except for Venom. And I haven't seen. Them. I, I saw Venom. Them. I know. I saw the Black Panther. Only one I saw. Yeah. Yeah, and like, and while, and because I had to. Black Panther is not in my top yeah, yeah, ten. Yeah. It's not. Same here. And I, I know that we'll start going back to making. I like. I, I would rather people make more Howard the Ducks and Superman threes than just keep continue to make like. These these rotating. It's not gonna happen. Because no. Superman three has heart. It has moments. Um, Howard the Duck is weird. Uh, Super weird. Even the first Sin City was fun. Cause you're like, what's going on? Oh. The first Deadpool was awesome. Deadpool two was I. Deadpool two was okay, but I like. But performance wise, I think Ryan Reynolds knocked it out of the park this time around than in the first one. Yeah, yeah. Sure. But both of them just play on that like, holy shit balls. You look like a testicle covered in a rhinoceros dish shit or something. Yeah. Like, oh, you know what I noticed okay. when I watched it? I also feel like I, I, I did watch the Spider-Man movie recently. That, I, that had heart. I was in my mouth. But you know what I realized about those movies? I feel like they don't rehearse. That might be true. They go okay. in. They just kind of like throw their lines in. And it's like it just feels yeah. it feels so dry. And I'm watching and I'm like, I wish we could maybe go back to Shoplifters. When I watch Shoplifters, I'm, so, I, I'm an actor. Yeah. I want to watch some freaking good acting. Yeah. And you know Shop what? And years, and years ago, when you look at movies like RoboCop, you always had like one or two performances that were so amazing. Yeah. Like Kurtwood Smith in, in RoboCop. You cannot tell me yeah. that is not one of the greatest villain performances yeah. ever. And then it's, like I just mean, like a batshit crit Miguel Ferrer in like, oh, so batshit like yeah. Your no, small your small people, bit parts are incredible. People people forget that there's like good acting. <laughs> exactly. And True. and even like there's good actors in those movies not acting fantastically. No, like they, Shoplifters Shoplifters is uh this film about this family. They're poor as fuck. Even though it's in Tokyo, yeah. it also it could have been in in Illinois. It could have been yeah. anywhere. The, the 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 singular view, the way of telling the story of love and complication, um, it was universal. Even though I don't know Japan that well, mm-hmm. and oh, what's the director's name again? Koreeda. I will say through I mean, film, he, he did. He he just killed it. Yeah. Through I, film, they show a lot of upper class, middle upper class, and rich people in a in lot Japan. of Japanese in cinema. Japan, you don't really so you know wouldn't, about... Exactly. You, you, did, very brushed, it, very brushed it, under the rug. Was it you and I that watched Grave of the Butterflies and were crying? Fireflies? I only watched it together. Okay. Yeah. No, but no, I, we watched I, Platinum Actress together. Yeah, uh, Millennium, Millennium Actress. Millennium which Actress. We, which had us we, we also, you know, you and I have yeah. watched anime and cried a few times. Porco Rosso. Porco Rosso, hello. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Um, yeah, I mean, I have you know if, if you have, I don't know if you did you see third I didn't see third murder his film that that came out. No, that's when I did. I saw like father like son. I saw um, yeah. I saw I third like, murder. I saw third murder earlier this year. I like, like the tenderness of it. Mm-hmm. It was just ah. Uh, it wasn't as good as the as, as his other films, but what I noticed that I, I uh, starting with like father like son, he was really getting into this class dynamics, yeah, um, kind of sto- uh, talking in, in in Japanese society, which you don't really see exactly. in a lot of at least, at least Japanese films that we get to see yeah. that get exported. Maybe there someone yeah, else maybe, is doing it there, is. but yeah. like, I, and I was really intrigued because I was like, I've never seen that. Like, I see it in Korean films a lot. I had like to you ass- saw it in Burning, but like you don't see that in a lot of the Jap- like the, I had to the recent Japanese. Stuff. I had to assume there were poor people in Japan. Exactly, and but you, like, didn't, you didn't um, know that. You know, uh, Ronald Wimberly, our previous, uh, probably our last yeah. guest since, um, Great know, he, he, he put us onto that movie. What was that movie we saw? The 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 animated manga. Oh Jesus! Watched it at work too. Yeah, it was so awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that dude is was was like uh, the the artist was like this super Marxist, and that was why he didn't really ever get translated. His cartoons never really got translated here. Yeah. So. My my guess is that for for a country to have people that have leftist politics, there has to be a class dynamic to do that. Yeah, I mean that's what happened to Oshima later. He started having to do his films co- co-funded by Europe because you know he was doing like I don't think in the realm of the census was totally funded by Japan. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I know a lot of, he started having to do co-productions because of like his, po- he was a Marxist and he was also in this, like doing like really wild stuff. But you know what, like about Corey Ada, I was saying, I was like, come about morality. Uh, Shirato Sanpei was the manga and we, it's uh, Oshima's film Ninja Bukeko. So it is, it is by Oshima. By, yeah. Okay, it's Oshima. So it's Oshima. Yeah, Oshima's what I was just talking about. It's so I haven't good. seen that. It's so good. I gotta watch it's, that. It's, it's definitely cutty. But I think it's wonderful. Yeah, I've seen a lot. I love Oshima's films. But what I was saying was like, what Corey Ada is so dope is like he talks about morality, but he never moralizes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's mm-hmm. really it's it's really interesting. It's like because I'm watching the I'm watching I'm watching shoplifters, and I'm like, like the grandma when 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 when, when the woman finds out the grandma's like kind of ordeal with her and the money and the family. And I was like, whoa, that's crazy. But I didn't know how to feel about it. And, and all and, these, these loose connections that aren't even yeah. made super clear. Like, are the sisters actually sisters? Sisters, yeah. Um, and, like... But, but also, does it matter? It does They actually made a family for that time. Does it actually matter? <coughs> kind of like, also, like, like Father, Like Son, which I... Which I, which I, I it's probably my favorite of his mm-hmm. films. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I noticed that about the whole thing. Like, that wasn't your biological child. But that is your son, right? <laughs> it is your son. You spent actual time with this person, man. You're like you know, it's it's deep. He brings he brings some great stuff to the to the front. And he really knows how to play. The with performances it. are really wonderful. The that the 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 little girl, yeah, oh, she's was amazing. was killing me. She yeah. was so good, and you know, did, did y'all think she jumps at the end? No, but it mm-hmm. gave me some. I thought like she jumped at the end. It gave oh, me some. No. No, 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 no. I felt like I, it. I don't know why. Okay. But you know what? I was worried because you know what? Maybe it was my worry. You right, know what? That right. scene yeah. gave me serious vibes. What? Take a guess. I can't right now. Uh, last scene in La Cienaga. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. what I was worried was happening. So I, so I understand why you were thinking of that. Yeah. 
I, get, I think I was so nervous for her in general. I felt so bad. Right, because she's not going to be okay. No, she's not. The son, the kid, the boy, yeah. he's going to be all right. Yeah. But but she's might not be. No. She, more than likely, if you look at statistics, she probably won't be. Nope. Yeah, so I thought, yeah, and I just thought that, that he did it so non-judgmentally. Yeah. Have you all ever seen the film uh, Monster Ibrahim? No. No. So that's a film that came out, I think, in 2005, 2006. Um, that that reminded me a little bit of Shoplifters, and I would I would say it does sound kind of familiar though. Yeah, I think about that. So that that was a movie that really reminded me, especially this. So for in the, there's there's a scene in the movie in Shoplifters where where if you didn't realize the film is about people who shoplift amongst other things, there's a scene where the boy, so there the, this family takes on this 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 four year old girl. Because she's like freezing, and and they take her on, and, and obviously they, being abused, and obviously being yeah. abused to the point where the, the the parents don't even file a report that she's missing. Yeah. So, and one one of the ways that they subsist is that they shoplift, and the the, the little boy starts teaching her how to shoplift, and there's a scene where they're at like the corner store owned by this uh-huh. older man, yeah. and and the older man like clearly knows what's been happening. Yeah. And gives the boy like a candy to give to her, and his and he's like, "Don't have her be part of this," and that reminded me of the scene in Monster Ibrahim, mm-hmm. which is about this kid who lives in neglect with his father, and he's he's um he always shoplifts from Monsieur Ibrahim's store, who's this Sufi dude. It's a you know it's a it's a period piece, and it's post post and um at one point he has money. He's like, why are you charging so much money? The kid who's been stealing, why are you charging so much money for everything? He's like, well, I have to afford all the stuff you steal. (laughs) And the kid's like, what? He's like, what? You're you're a child. I'm not going to stop you from eating. I mean, that's a complicated human dilemma. It's like... It sucks that you have to steal from this dude. I always like, like people got to eat. I always like the like Slav yes Slavoj Zizek always talks about that. He talks about why he doesn't like the end of life is beautiful, because he says he thinks life is beautiful would have been better if at the end the kid um, re- realized that his dad had been yeah. tr- tricking him the whole time. So the yeah. fact that the kid is like dumb and didn't know, he's like no. The real thing is at the end of it, the kid goes, Dad, actually, I was just trying to make you feel better. Yeah, I actually understand everything that's been happening. But, but, I, mean, <laughs> I mean that. But like, you know, Roberto Benigni is a lot of things. Slavoj Zizek, he is not. Right, exactly. <laughs> and I love him. I love him for who he is. Yeah. And I, I do agree that that movie's the that that is my biggest issue with the movie. That's like largely fine. Yeah. Um, it's good until the end. You're like, ah, ah. you didn't. You, you don't get that. Like, yeah. yeah. That 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 good hook. Yeah, you need that hook of reality. Right. But also, like, yeah, I've been reading a lot of Slavoj Zizek recently, yeah. and like him, like him, he. But he also like he does thought thought stuff. Like he has he has this whole book where he's trying to figure out where like murderous regimes did right things. And I'm like, do we have to even do that? No. Yeah. So so we have to close up um, in about a couple minutes. Uh, do you have some parting thoughts, M. Tume, about Shoplifters and the state of cinema in 2018? Uh, cinema 2018. Shoplifter. Uh, yeah, I mean, go see. It's my top five. I don't think it was my favorite of his films. I it's top five of his or top top five, five of films of, of, of 2018. What's your movie of the year? Uh, Zama definitely. Yeah. I'm, I'm, so kind Zama, of, I'm going back to between Zama and Shoplifters. Zama definitely. Zama still. Zama, I still think is my top one. Yeah. Um, before we vanish has been 
going into the time. I haven't seen it me. yet. I'm gonna watch it. But uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna discuss this. Yeah. Uh, we guys, it's finals. We might take another week off. You'll fucking live, and we'll do the do the year end list when we have to. Um, yeah, Shoplifters is excellent. So what was so what do you think's your top five? Uh, as of right now, I say Zama, Burning, First Reformed. Yeah. Uh, Bisbee 17 I don't know if, when it's coming out for people to see it but you have to see this movie and uh, Shoplifters that's my top 5 there's a few films I haven't seen yet um, but I don't know if they'll really crack that But right, there's and I feel very like those 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 5 films I like really like mm-hmm. like I right. really 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 like them what's interesting also is like even stuff that that could be like on the top ten, like uh, you were never here, or um, without a trace, mm-hmm. we're not good enough to be deemed uh, Golden Globe worthy. Well, that's <laughs> but also, award shows are stupid, and especially yeah. the Golden Globes. Like, yeah, the Golden yeah. Globes. I of all of them, they seem they seem more di- they seem more disconnected every year. Has anyone here seen um, the Bradley Cooper? That's uh, tomorrow. I will. Okay. On video, I'll wait. I can't. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't, I can't. So there's like a couple movies I wanted to see that, that, like, Star you know. Star is Born. No, Star is Born is a movie that I want, I don't know that it would crack my top ten, but there's a couple movies, like, I, I really wanted to see, uh, The Wild Ones. Wild Ones. No, I don't Who's... think that's actually what it's called. Oh. So, um. Check out Vox Lux. Uh, come, okay. oh, it comes out, oh, it came out today. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, go see that film for me. It. It's, uh. It's an interesting we, one. Uh, it's we, a... we, we the animals. I heard was. Ah, uh, we the animals. Oh, I know yeah. about it. Yeah, and oh, that's, yeah. A, that's a movie that about American poverty that I really wanted. To see. I did hear about this. So film. I would like I would like to see that before we do the episode because I feel like I want to give it a chance. It was at Bam for one week. Mm. Yeah, there was definitely a bunch of like there. You know, I, I I watched so many movies this year, and there were some surprising. I've been trying to put together my list, and there were like some surprisingly good movies and I forgot how long the year was and like there have been so many good movies that like I don't even know if Let the Sunshine is longer in my top 10 it's definitely not my first favorite movie what the fuck dude what no who, who uh, what's his face um, Brody no who did uh, who did uh, Beale Street Barry Jenkins Mr. Mr. Jenkins didn't he say Let the Sunshine was yeah. the best movie of the year 2018 yeah. yes which I, I also haven't seen if Beale Street can talk. I don't need. Oh, yeah. I don't want to. Um, <laughs> I, I have nothing I, against Barry. Jenkins. I don't. Of course not. I just. I, just, I don't have anything against that. I don't. Have, I have like, like something against people who were loving that movie. If anything, I, I, you know, That's I nice. really. I didn't. I, I. I didn't think the film was offensive. I thought I was right. watching Ebony magazine though. Okay. Like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm. What I'm hoping. What I'm hoping is the success of it allows people to be like, oh, let's. Let's make more movies based off James Baldwin books. But like, um, what's the movie? What's there was a book that you made me read. Tell me how long we train. That they're not going to make that movie. No, they're not. That's controversial as fuck. So good. But they could make like a short TV series about another country, which is which is top five books of all time for me. Yes, um, and and I think it's about time. I thought. I mean, if Bill Street could talk, is not the like the the most obvious one they chose. So I'm glad, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but even like Giovanni's room would be like pretty subversive. Yeah. 
don't know. Dude, you need to come on more often. It's so nice to have you around. Yeah. Hey, man. I'm in Brooklyn all the time. I'm and definitely... Saskia loves you, so. Yes, yeah, so we should pick up that other conversation y'all were having with well, Saskia. Yeah, about yeah. criticism and stuff. Well, the thing is, like, Saskia and I have to run for Hanukkah. That's why I have to leave. Um, so the holidays, It's bro. the holidays. Um, so, yeah, everyone be nice to each other. If we're not here next week, it's my fault. Please don't at me about it. I have a lot of anxiety. Um, and, you know, I, do you guys like our show? Send us emails. Let us know. I want to make sure that we're doing the best thing we can do. And, um, yeah. you know, love you all. Even the ones I don't love, I love you. All right. <laughs> On the circus, a lot of dream killers lurk Beyond that line, will you dare to cross? Success is on the other side Fear is such a factor, and doubt is just another Poverty is the mother to all the pain that we suffer Words of dread, evacuate missiles, explode your head The code is red, it's all fun and games until someone dead uh, I'm kicking poverty's ass Through a couple bands to my mom and my dad Think about the past and all the drama I had Lost a lot of souls to the toe and the tag So many wicked things niggas would do for the bag If it's just the life we lead, then we couldn't be mad Should I get me a Lex? Should I get me a Jag? Should I get me a 40? Should I get me a Mag? Going through the dilemmas I take a break soon, come November I arbitrate your body, get dismembered I'm like a great land of lakes Never gotta wait, cause my name hold weight I keep the basset hound with me, bear with me Hit me, call my cellular phone, you know you can't get me I keep the basset hound with me, bear with me Hit me, call my cellular phone, you know you can't get me I keep the basset hound with me, bear with me Hit me, call my cellular phone, you know you can't get me I keep the basset hound with me, bear with me Hit me, call my cellular phone, you know you can't uh, get me Shan Wild was on the dresser The purpose of the nickel handout Was to wipe the damn smile off a Cheshire You think that you to catch me, I'm gonna measure You say it's short fuse, but no nobody want no pressure on the edger Nobody left no lessons on your dresser You sucker ass flexes ain't impressing no investors With Star Wars, VVS's with the hallmark was baller. Pussy niggas kept my name in their mouth until they jaw her auger. The forecast was all kinds of Walters for PPKs and liquid PPS's with the false for sulfur. We flame your ass up like a mobster. Sulfur, we flame your ass up like a mobster. I keep the basset hound with me, bear with me. Hit me, call my cellular phone, you know you can't get me. I keep the basset hound with me, bear with me. Hit me, call my cellular phone, you know you can't get me. I keep the basset hound with me, bear with me. Hit me, call my cellular phone, you know you can't get me. I keep the basset hound with me, bear with me. Hit me, call my cellular phone, you know you can't get with me.